Grace, mercy, and peace be unto all of you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for my message this morning is from the epistle reading in 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 through 19, and the gospel reading from Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 23. You may be seated. It's good to be back with you in the pulpit. Uh, a very happy new year to all of you. Um, or at least I hope this will be a happy year compared to 2020. I don't think there's any denying among any of us that 2020 has indeed been a rough year, and especially for our church family. We began the year with great prospects of a new decade gone and quickly moved into a pandemic lockdown. We have all probably missed worship more than we've probably liked, and we miss our church family, our social interactions with everybody, the coffee hour, the Sunday school with the children, and the catching up amongst all of our friends here from week to week. Then as we moved on, we said goodbye to Pastor Walter as he moved on in retirement in the middle of the lockdown with no celebration, no fanfare, no gathering, and all due to the circumstances of COVID. We worship several months with Pastor Barch, and we do indeed thank him for his service in 2020 to our church. And as we moved further into the pandemic, many of us have struggled financially, economically, losing jobs, losing regular income, and time, and indeed time, as we've had to modify our lives to a new mask-wearing society. Thankfully, the Lord blessed us as we moved into the summer with Pastor Schaff and his family here at Grace. A divine call, a rich blessing that God has given to all of us as we continue to build our familial relationship in such unusual times. But then we ended the year with another loss of Pastor Walter on December 2nd. And again, the pandemic world gave us no chance to gather as a large church family to mourn his loss in worship. I've seen the many struggling individuals on social media over the past few months in our church. Our church family dealing with the hardships of 2020. Some have probably felt anger, even anger with God over what's happened. These are human emotions, and quite frankly, human emotions that God expects from many of us. But they're emotions that he knows and hopefully will draw us closer to him. We look at Job in the, the Old Testament and how he got angry with God, and maybe rightfully so, given the perceived injustices that he was facing. We look at David in the Psalms. David expressed many lamentations and anger and frustrations with God all the time. And yet, God was merciful to him. God was gracious to him, abounding in steadfast love. And suddenly, you see in David's Psalms that so often, his anger and frustration turned into praise for God. When God's love shined through the darkness, 
And I think the question that many of us probably have at this point in the beginning of 2021 is when will this all end? Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. Those are not my words, nor are they words that I happen to pick for this Sunday. No, those are the words in our lectionary for today. Those are the words of St. Peter in our epistle reading. This past year has certainly been something strange that's happened to all of us. But St. Peter says we should not be surprised. In a fallen world, anything can happen. It's almost like what Mary and Joseph endured in our gospel reading for today. And really throughout the entire Christmas story. First, Joseph finds out that his wife is pregnant and he had nothing to do with it. Second, while tending to his pregnant wife of what appears to be nine months, they both find out about an imperial command that all individuals return to their ancestral towns, that all the world should be taxed. Now, I can only imagine Joseph's response. He was probably thinking or saying, well, that's just great. Mary could give birth at any moment, and we have to travel on a donkey across the country to Bethlehem just so that we can be counted and pay money to the government, our favorite thing to do as Americans. You know, he probably thought we're already short on time, we're already short on money, and the list goes on and on and on. And then he probably said, well, that's great now that we got to Bethlehem, but there's no room to stay. Chaplain Fallon discussed that in detail last Sunday. If you were listening to his sermon about not finding a room or possibly a second floor room that they could stay in. No room to sleep, no chance to even hold a celebration with family or friends in Bethlehem. We ended up in a stable, a cave, whatever dark place it is where the animals reside. Mary goes into labor. So much for a sanitary birth. We get a visit from some shepherds. We get a visit from some wise men that are strangers to us. But that's not the end of it, according to our gospel for today. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child and destroy him. Now, again, allow me to empathize with Joseph for a minute. We just went through a long journey to Bethlehem, couldn't find a place to sleep, gave birth to a child in unsanitary conditions, and now a king is out to kill him. He probably was asking the question, really, God, when will this all end? This was Mary and Joseph's 2020. Going back a little bit in my career, I remember the final days of teaching at Lutheran High School here in Little Rock uh, before we closed the doors on the school. We were all called into one of the classrooms out on the gym for a meeting. And it's typically never a good sign in a meeting when there's a pastor 
That's part of the meeting. Or in the military, my soldiers know that when we go into a meeting and there's a chaplain, you're either in trouble or there's something bad that's happened. Something is up. And in that meeting, there was Pastor Walter. That was the pastor who was sitting there with me. We were soon informed that the school would be closing at the end of the year. The news was devastating. My first job out of college, and the doors would be closing on that job. My young 27-year-old mind at that time tried to process that, why are we closing the school? What am I going to do next? I think a few tears probably even hit my eyes as we had all invested so much in that school. And upon walking out of that meeting, I vividly remember that Pastor Walter was walking right beside me. Now keep in mind, I did not know Pastor Walter that well at that time as we had not been members here at Grace. But he had no problem putting his arm around me and comforting me. And I don't really remember anything he said during those words of comfort other than one passage of scripture. He quoted to me Philippians chapter 4, verses 4, which says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. What? <laughs> Why give me that passage to rejoice at the closing of a school? But I think we all at this point in our lives can relate to those feelings here at the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021. Because St. Peter basically says the same thing that Pastor Walter shared with me at the closing of our school. He said, but rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Wow, such powerful words. Pastor Walter knew exactly what he was saying to me because he was following the lead of St. Peter. And of course, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. We rejoice in all things because in all things we know the glory of God is revealed. Not necessarily in our time, not necessarily in our place, or in the way that we think it should be revealed but in God's perfect way. We put our trust in God that his words of promise in the gospel are sufficient. And they are, because he says so in 2 Corinthians. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And this sometimes raises a question in pastoral counseling, especially in the military with individuals that I counsel with, after the gospel is proclaimed during a time of, of grief and despair. For a Christian, nobody ever really wants to admit this point, that sometimes we just feel like the gospel is not enough, that times are so rough in our life that even words of scripture just don't feel like they're enough to comfort us. The pain and the agony of this world trump our emotions and our thoughts. 
And the gospel just brings little comfort. And indeed, this may be the case. But remember, it's not that the gospel isn't sufficient. Because God indeed says it is. But we as humans are in constant need of support. We need friends and family to check in on us. We need human interaction. We need human love that exemplifies and models the love of Christ. God is love. And when we support and love our neighbor, we are a means of the gospel. We are the means through which God's love shines through us to other people. That comfort that we provide to each other is allowing Christ to work in our lives. And it has become so difficult to do this during this year of COVID-19 and the pandemic that has caused us all to be separated so much. But I encourage all of you to find the ways to show love to one another, especially during difficult times, because that right there is a reminder of the love that Christ has for us. And suddenly we see how fulfilling and sufficient that the gospel is. And when it comes to understanding that the gospel is indeed sufficient, we must have faith to do so. We cannot understand how comforting the gospel is without faith. Our simple human hearts and minds cannot process the words of rejoicing in suffering. It just doesn't make sense to us. It doesn't work that way in the world that we live in. Because pain in whatever fashion, whether it be mental or physical, is just never good in our lives, according to our physical bodies. We cannot effectively mourn or endure the sufferings of this world without faith. And again, Joseph probably felt many of these same feelings in the Christmas story. But the one thing we do know about Joseph throughout the entire Christmas story is this. Joseph had faith. Three times the Lord calls or comes to him in a dream, and Joseph listens. First, he was told to go to Egypt, and he went. Second, he was told to go back to Israel, and he left Egypt. And then third, he was warned about Judea and Archelaus taking the place of Herod. And indeed, he listened to that, and he avoided Archelaus and went to Nazareth in Galilee. Joseph acted out of faith. He believed what God told him, just as we are called to believe in the words of Scripture today. So what do we have to rejoice in at the beginning of 2021? Quite frankly, everything in Christ. We have his promises of forgiveness given to us today through bread and wine at our altar. We have the promises of peace in heaven with Jesus, where no sin or pain will ever be able to touch us. We have the promises of the resurrection that though we die, yet shall we live. 
And though 2020 may have seemed like a dark and gloomy year of pain after pain, especially for our church family, Christ Jesus was with us through it all. He listened to our prayers, of which I know all of you have been giving to the Lord so deeply as our family has. The Holy Spirit was there to comfort us at every turn. He brought us back to the gospel at each opportunity, strengthening us in our faith so that his glory could be revealed more and more, just the way that Pastor Walter would have wanted it to be. Even in death, the loss of Pastor Walter, the glory of God is revealed because he told us how this story ends. Though our story on this earth ends in death. But in fact, the story of God's grace has no ending. And that end of the story in death is not our only story. For we become heirs. We become heirs of his story through faith as scripture reminds us. We are made his sons and daughters through baptism. And thus heirs of eternal life in the grandest story of all time the story of Jesus. Beginning in human form this Christmas season, which we still celebrate today, and sure to remain with us throughout 2021. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, born to us this Christmas season. Amen.